You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti will join the show at 6 o'clock, and then Astros Dodgers later on the night at 8 o'clock. But let's go to Las Vegas, Sin City, and catch up with our good buddy Rafael Esparzis with mybookie.ag. So, Rafael, I've been dying to chat with you about this. Um, more information was uncovered about the head baseball coach at Alabama, Brad Bohannon, and we know he was somehow connected to some Cincinnati baseball player's dad or whatever that was making his bets. But, like, you know, behind the scenes here, uh, Rafael, maybe you don't know specifically, uh, and if you don't, then uh, I understand that. But, you know, what do you think were the the, the, the contributing factors were there were red flags going up to make uh, people hone in on uh, Brad Bohannon, uh, Raphael? I mean, purposely, the red flags were betting limits. That's why we have betting limits. And he, the, what I understood, the dad or whoever was trying to make the bets uh, kept on insisting that they wanted more on, the, on that game that they would... Uh, but what I understood, they said, "Hey, we, I'm only I'm using fake dollars here. Hey, we only want 500 on this game. Well, I want more. I want more, and that's what throws red flags. It, it, it doesn't matter any kind of betting scandal. If I came up to the window and I thought, you know what, I like the Cubs against the Cardinals in London. I go there. You know what? Sorry, we're only taking a thousand dollars. I want two thousand. I just kept on pressing two thousand. Well, can I bet a thousand and then bet it again? When you keep on just Poking the bearers, I used to tell people, it draws a red flag. And that was probably the biggest red flag that drew it. Okay, wow. so so um, from your understanding, you know, obviously it, it culminated when, uh, you know, LSU, or excuse me, Alabama didn't start their best pitcher against LSU in a game against LSU, uh, which was kind of fishy, but like, you know, from your information, uh, was there a pattern of this with the Alabama baseball betting, Raphael? Well, I understood they tried to do it uh, at a couple of establishments, but let's say if the dad went to the betting window and then you know and said, you know, I only want fifty dollars on uh, on LSU. Okay, here's your fifty dollars, and then go. Right. And we wouldn't be having this conversation right, right. right now if it was a fifty dollar, but even a hundred dollar bet probably wouldn't have. Uh, this counter. This, again, this probably happens a lot. I see this happen a lot in boxing, especially when I work behind the counters where maybe some of the trainers knew someone was having, was, uh, jumping rope in a sauna, eating Tic Tacs, uh, trying to lose weight, and they come and run down to the counter and bet something. Uh, I, I see it all the time in sports, but again, they're not trying to be greedy and, and break the rules or, or break the limits and to draw red flags. We're talking to Rafael Esparzis with mybookie.ag. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it typically when, you know, the, the people get caught, you're, you're saying it, go, it comes back to greed. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're not ha- happy enough winning a certain level. They're trying to push the envelope, increase their limits. And, uh, obviously that is going to send up red flags. And then, you know, for this, uh, activity by this, father of a 
baseball player at Cincinnati. My hunch is it was a good friend also of Brad Bohannon, you know, that you, he was using as his, his fall guy, so to speak, Raphael. Um, it eventually catches up with you. Um, what about this stuff with, you know, these NBA, or excuse me, these NFL players dabbling here and there? I mean, uh, the consequences are, are so huge if you get caught and you see them, you know, like, I guess in some cases they're maybe pushing the limits. I, I haven't seen that yet, but just their activity gets them suspended for a year and they use a lot of money. Uh, talk to us about the way your industry is perceiving those professional athletes. Are you, 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 it's not good for you if they're betting. I mean, I'm sure you would prefer they're not because it taints the game, and that's the last thing that you want, Raphael. I totally understand not betting your sport, but these guys, especially the NFL, are getting in trouble betting college football and other sports. We already opened Pandora's box. These, I'm going to call these these guys kids because I'm older than half of the, all the players in the NFL, college football, and NBA. These kids grew up playing fantasy sports, already betting in college and all that. So now you're going to tell them they're not allowed to do that but their jerseys may be sponsored by MGM or the football field may have Caesars logos on there. We already opened up the Pandora box. I totally understand NFL should not bet on NFL, but if I'm an NFL guy and I want to dabble on my alma mater playing on Saturday or an NBA game or a baseball game or a women's world cup or men's soccer on tomorrow versus Jamaica in the gold cup, I say go at it, but I understand NFL should not bet on NFL. Well, even with that, though, Raphael, the the NFL made a pretty interesting distinction earlier this week. They put out a new set of guidelines just as a reminder to everybody with all these cases that have been happening of the do's and don'ts. And one of the things that they put on there was do not play daily fantasy sports, but it didn't say anything about uh, playing an entire season of fantasy football. I mean, is it, it, at that point, when you're still getting involved anyway, is there really that much of a difference? Besides, I mean, it's going week to week, but is there really that much of a difference? No, and that's why I thought it was a big joke. I mean, again, I, told, I understand the integrity part. I really, really do. But again, these kids have been doing it in high school, college, playing and betting and stuff like that. We opened Pandora's box up already if you're gonna do if you can't if you can still do yearly or season drf then you should cancel both season and daily you can't have you can't say you can do one but not the other Rafael Esparza with mybookie.ag with us here on ESPN Radio 1017 the team. All right, one more piece of betting drama, Rafael, that I want to get your thoughts on. Story comes out that I see this morning, uh, Shams Charania, who's uh, basically Woj's counterpart in the NBA when it comes to breaking news. He's the guy that's at the forefront. They're uh, making all these announcements about the draft from last night. He writes for The Athletic. He writes for Stadium. He's also employed by FanDuel, and so Shams puts out a tweet yesterday morning that he's hearing that there's some traction for Scoot Henderson to be the number two overall pick in the draft. Apparently, people take that and run with it. They bet on Scoot Henderson, and when it doesn't happen, it's Brandon Miller, and all of a sudden, people are mad at, at, at Shams. Now, I know you don't really have sympathy for people who make, you know, when 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 things happen when it comes to betting, but just that that's a lot to wrap your head around, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that whole thing when, when people are coming after poor Shams because he's doing some reporting. Yeah, I actually feel bad, but people think we're taking six-figure bets on NBA draft. No, we're not taking six-figure bets on there. And if you want to play something minus $5 on who's going to be the second-round pick, $50 to win, $10, uh, go right ahead. But like I said, 
NBA draft, NFL draft, we're not putting big numbers on it. I actually shut down the betting uh, event early in the morning because I was tired of it. I heard uh, Mark Zuckerberger could be the number one second pick after he fights Elon Musk. So I'm like, I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I shut that down early because I was tired of all the tweets and who's going to be the second pick and uh, the Hornet mascot knew the second pick and they picked. I, I was tired of all that drama. I shut it off. You just me. shut it down, huh, Raphael? The mascot I, was I, mad. I Enough of that noise. Well, and I do want to yeah. clarify for for the audience in case anybody doesn't know that was not just a, a facetious example. There has been talks that of of a possible fight between uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. I mean, this is real, actually. Welcome to the the dystopian world of twenty twenty three, at Raphael. What are you hearing about how about how this might actually go if it does happen? Yeah, I'm hearing this is probably much closer than Tyson Fury and Francis Nibu or Tyson Fury and John Jones. I heard this is really really close. Both of them have agreed on social media, so. Uh, do I think it's going to happen this year? No, because let's face it. If, if I'm Elon Musk, I'm probably, you're probably seeing all the highlights of Zuckerberg doing grappling and MMA and jiu-jitsu training. He's been doing it for quite a quite a while now. He said, really? He said yoga was he said yoga was boring for him, and so was everything else. Because Zuckerberg said he was doing it for stress relief, uh, and that's how he got into all that. So. If I'm Elon Musk, uh, I, you better hit the gym. That's why I made uh, uh, Zuckerberger minus six dollar favorite against Elon Musk. Judge uh, I have oh! method of victory, and who will broadcast this MMA fight? I have Twitter and Facebook joint venture at uh, minus three dollars. I don't know. This feels like one of those uh, one of those ventures that uh, that uh, that uh, that um, tr- uh, Triller. That's what I was thinking of. This feels like something that that Triller might jump on top of Raphael. Uh, I think by the time this fight happens, I don't think Thriller would be around anymore. So <laughs> that's why I think Twitter. I would not be shocked if behind the scenes Zuckerberg and Musk are saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's do this and let's bring out a new broadcast system, uh, and we can show it on that." Because this one will probably break uh, McGregor and Conor McGregor fight records if Zuckerberg and Musk stepped in the octagon. Hey, Raphael, so now it's all about baseball, man. The A's uh, all of a sudden got really good. The Reds all of a sudden got really good. Um, and, uh, you know, is there any interesting uh, wagers to be made in baseball? Because that's kind of what we're looking at uh, here the next couple of months, uh, Raphael. Any any kind of uh, a little tip on, you know, somebody to win uh, the World Series or something that maybe nobody had thought about, Raphael? I think the Reds to win the NL Central, I think that's a really, really good bet. I think it's going to be a battle between, I'm not just saying playing Homer, I think it's going to be a battle between Reds and Cubs maybe to win the NL Central. The Cardinals are horrible right now. They can't hit, so I think that's a good bet What about the Brewers, man? I mean, you're from Chi-Town. Milwaukee's right up the road. What about the Brewers? Are you worried about the Brewers, Raphael? They have no bullpen. Their bullpen is still suffering from that horrible trade last year uh, that the uh, the Brewers did. So I think their bullpen is the reason why I don't like them this year. I really like. Yeah, they, when they lost Josh Hader to the Padres, that their whole team kind of deflated. Raphael. Yeah, they did. And, and keep an eye out for the Angels in the trade deadline. If they're still floating around like they're doing right now, they might make. A necessary move just to keep Otani there, to show him, hey, you know what, we're trying to win. Here's a starting pitcher. Here's another bet. If they're floating around wild cards, stuff like that, 
Keep it out for Angels to make a splash in the trade deadline just to try to keep Otani happy. Interesting. So they might be a good one to look at as a futures if they get some players there. They're hanging around as it is. All right, uh, we're going to let you go real quick. Okay, it's very rare there's a baseball game that's basically a pick em. Uh Houston and Dodgers basically a pick em. Do you have a lean on that game? We've got it here on 101.7 The Team, Raphael. Uh, I'm going to probably go up the under. I think eight and a half. Uh, I know the uh, over came in action in there. I think both pitchers, Francis Sheehan, are probably a nice pitcher. I, I think the Dodgers' bullpen needs to show up. They've been a little stagnant right now. I like the under. If I had to pick a team, uh, Dodgers need to start winning some games if they want to make up some ground on the Giants and D-backs. Man, he's got the inside scoop on it. everything. He needs to because uh, that's Rafael Esparza with mybookie.ag joining, joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Tech Hotline. Thank you so much to Rafael. All right, coming up next, we got the top five at five. You know, words are so interesting. Those are actual words spoken by an NFL quarterback. Words are so interesting. We'll tell you what that's all about when we come back in the top five at five. ESPN Radio 1017, the team.